0: All right, welcome back. Uh, Sorry I missed last week. Uh, This has been a weird time where you know not much is going on with basketball, so I've kind of consciously made a decision without really announcing it to like anyone or even myself that um, at this point in time I'm just gonna do an episode every other week until basketball starts to pick up again. And then we'll get back to weekly stuff. Um, a whole nuke dropped on the week that I took off last week in that the Pac-12 will essentially be no more in the next couple years because I can only assume all these teams leaving still have a couple years in their contract or maybe... Because I'm thinking it'll be like USC-UCLA. Last summer it was announced USC and UCLA would join the Big Ten in two years. So now there's one year left until we have that. And so I'm assuming the same will work for the other schools. Although, not sure. I couldn't really find it. So, um, yeah. Just wanted to give a uh, goodbye to the Pack 12 10, 8, 4? Or I guess they'll just be a part of the ACC. We don't know. I, well, that's what's being said. Um, no agreement has been made. So... We're going to give an homage to the Pac-12, and, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. Okay. So the Pac-12, go on college basketball reference, started out as the PCC, I'm assuming Pacific Coast Conference, and only had four teams. So it's essentially going to start with four teams and it'll end with four teams. The four inaugural teams, Oregon State, California, Washington, and Washington State. And it was the PCC up until 1959 when in 5960 went to the AAWU, which is the Athletic Association of Western Universities. And it had five teams, California, UCLA, USC, Stanford, and Washington. And, you know, there were times when it was the PCC. It got up to 10 teams. They would drop down to 9, then back to 10, then 8, then 9, blah. And it keeps going on. But then it turns to the AAWU. They have five teams for a few years, and it goes to 6, 8. And it stays 8 until... It stays 8 for a while because they turn in 68-69 to the Pac-8. In which uh, UCLA dominated the conference because and everywhere else because they went 13 and 1 in conference, also overall 29 and 1. Only team in the conference to make the NCAA tournament. they a regular season championship for the tournament. And they made the final four and end up winning it all because it was UCLA in the late 60s and they won the tournament. So they were the pack eight. And then in seventy-eight, seventy-nine, they go to the Pac-10, which is what when I started watching basketball is where I knew. When they started in the Pac-8, it was UCLA, Washington State joins back, USC, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, California, and Stanford. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine, when it goes to the Pac-10, they add Arizona and Arizona State, and it stayed that way for decades until 2011-2012, where they add, I believe, Utah and Colorado. Y- yes, Utah, Colorado. And Colorado, their first year in the in the Pac-12, they won the uh, conference tournament. That's kind of crazy. Uh, it was the Pac-12 from then on out until last year's announced that UCLA, USC, or going to the Big Ten. So it would be going back to the Pac 10. Because the Pac 12, or 10, whatever you want to call it, unlike any other conference with a number in it, actually stays with the number of teams that are in the conference. The Big Ten has not been the Big Ten for, I think, like my lifetime. So, um,. College basketball reference is a little weird. I have to find my way around here. So I'm going to have to look up a player that played for them. I'll just go Robbie Hummel. Let's see. Click on Purdue. Go to the Big Ten. Big Ten men's conference. Big Ten is, yo, yeah, way before my lifetime, it went to 11 teams. 92 93, they add Northwestern, Penn State, right? let me see here in ninety one, ninety two, big Ten uh Northwestern was already in there, so they added Penn State. the big Ten went to 12 teams in 2011 2012 and I think is that when they added Maryland Nebraska Nebraska was the first one and then a few years later it goes to 14 where they added Rutgers and Maryland. So now, it was, it's going to be 16 teams in the Big Ten. And then, it recently got announced that this all happened in the course of a day. <clears throat> Colorado, we knew, was in talks. They said they just wanted to leave the Pac-12. I don't think we knew exactly where they wanted to go. I think we knew... We didn't know where they were going to go. We knew where they wanted to go, which is back to the Big 12, even though they left there years ago. So, when it comes down to that, Oregon and Washington are announced going to the Big 10. So, now the Big 10 is up to 16 teams, the most in any conference. And... Then later on, the huge bombshell. Four teams are gone. So we we're already down to pack eight after Oregon and Washington left. Then then the big one, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are fleeing to the Big 12, which I think now has 15 teams. Or they're going to because it's going to add... They're adding like BYU... Um, I think they're adding Gonzaga pretty soon in basketball because, I mean, Gonzaga doesn't have football. And This is my thing. Everyone talks about the impact on football, and I get it because, you know, there's four slots. It's it's more competition for football in terms of getting into winning a national championship. Four teams get to play for it. Um, but for me, with the NCAA, but for basketball, it's like, okay, so the Pac-12 is going to be gone. So now we're back down to a power five conferences. And, you know, I guess it leaves more open spots for at large bids. But when these conferences get so competitive, it's going to tank. Um, It's going to tank like people's records and it, they won't look at a lot of Very, very good teams, I think, will be on the bubble. Like teams that you look, if we're going to look back and be like, man, 2021 or 22, this team would have been top of the Pac-12, would have been in easy. But now, you know, UCLA, they slot, let's say they slot middle of the Big Ten. Big Ten does usually get a lot of teams, but, you know, middle of the Big Ten, you're a bubble team. That's Rutgers. Rutgers this past year was mid, like middle of big Ten and they were they were uh, out of the tournament. So it, I think that's gonna be a big part of it that you know again, everyone's focused on football, which I get. Football is the money maker in college athletics. If there's just no question about it, basketball is definitely second, but football is the king of earn, of revenue for schools it just is a majority of revenue for some schools like a majority of their revenue overall comes from football which I mean that's just insane to say but you know people love it and it's fantastic to watch so it makes sense Um. so yeah down to four teams here in the Pac-12. And again, I feel it, it seems like it will just be in two years. It'll be all chaos. So, the final four teams. If I'm at twenty-two, twenty-three, 23 um, Washington State. Stanford. Oregon State. California. What really sucks... If you look at the standings for this past season in the Pac-12, the top one, two, three, four, five teams are leaving the conference. Washington State was tied for fifth with Arizona State. And then the bottom three are staying. Stanford, Oregon State, Cal. Cal went 2-18 and 18 in conference play. 3-29 and overall in the year with, I guess, a tough strength of schedule. The highest strength of schedule in here is Oregon of 9.5, and California has an 8.4, but, uh, yeah, .094 win-loss percentage overall. That team is staying. Oregon State is staying. We have a five and fifteen conference record. Stanford seven and thirteen, and then Washington State eleven and nine. So, as these teams go to go their own separate ways, I guess it's like you—it's like they're graduating or something. Um, it's just tough to see because I mean, the amount of stuff that's happened with the Pac twelve has been amazing. Um, mainly the run of UCLA championships solidified the Pac twelve as like a as like a power conference, in my opinion. Um there let's see here. I need to make sure I pull everything up here right. According to the Pac-12 website, they have had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 national championships. Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. 38-39, it was Oregon, in which, if we fact check it, 38-39. Oregon was a part of it. Um, 41-42 was Stanford. I believe they were a part of it. Yep, they won their conference. The 43-44 40, Utah, I'm not sure on because, you know, Utah was added later on. Utah was not a part of it, so there's really subtract one from that. But the rest are, I think, 58-59 with Cal. They'd have to be in. Cal was in it since the beginning. Yeah, they won it. They won conference. So, all but one. So, what did I say? 16 or so 15 overall. Uh, include, Oregon's the f- first national championship, isn't it? Um, hang on here. Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Show you if I just click on Oregon. They won. Hang on here. Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. NCAA tournament. Yeah, the first ever NCAA tournament won by Oregon. So they had the first ever national champion. And then a string of national championships. Let's see, 63 through 74, John Wooden won his 11 championships. Yeah, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. No, sorry, 10. Because UCLA has 11 overall. That last one coming, 94-95. 20 years after Wooden left. And then their last championship coming in, 96-97 with Arizona. That was a crazy team, 96-97 Arizona. If I scroll up here. Didn't even win conference. That's the crazy thing. And they lost, not, well, they lost nine games all year. Nine six nine seven Arizona came in fifth in conference play. They went eleven and seven, end up being national championship. One two three four five players went on to play in the NBA. Although, mo- only a few of them had true, uh, like stardom in the NBA. Is this is the right guy I'm thinking of. Um, Michael Dickerson went on to play in the NBA. Mike Bibby. Was a freshman on that team. Miles Simon was like the guy pretty much. Our Dickerson, they both average eighteen a game. Jason Terry was a sophomore. He averaged ten points a game. And AJ Bramlett also played in the NBA. Josh Passner was on his team. Is that is that the Josh Passner? Um let's see here. Yeah. Josh Passner was on that team. Play, coach of Memphis and Georgia Tech still at Georgia Tech uh well did he get fired I'm not sure 2223 he was at Georgia Tech so yeah he was a part of that team wild not gonna forget that now first because that's how my brain works um but yeah but then I started to look at yeah it was great in that in those moments there were great teams there. But then I was like, man, think of all the players that went to the NBA and, like, were really, really good coming from the Pac-12. I mean, we'll get into UCLA. But uh, I'll go, I'll start with – I don't think it's going to be in order at all, but we'll start California. Um, Sharif Abdur-Rahim went to Cal. Ryan Anderson, a sharpshooter, went to Cal. Jalen Brown just got – just signed the biggest contract in NBA history, played in the Pac-12. Uh, sorry. There's gonna be gaps in this because I haven't taken a look through these. Daryl Imhoff is a name I recognize. Don't know why he's a one-time All Star. (laughs) Um, Kevin Johnson, the like KJ from the Suns. Uh, don't look up what he did off the court. Jason Kidd went to Cal. Obviously, should have got that right away. Uh, <laughs> going names I recognize Leon Poe. <laughs> oh my God, um, but yeah, Jason Kidd is like the one. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, the only Hall of Famer to come from Cal. Let's see, Oregon State. There's a few good ones from Oregon State. Brent Barry, right off the top. Um. Let's see here. Mel Counts is a name I recognize. Two-time NBA champion. Again, I don't know why I recognize his name, but there you go. Um, Well, I know the one I'm thinking of is Gary Payton. I mean, yeah, he's the only Hall of Famer. A.C. Green went to Oregon State. Gary Payton's like the one. Gary Payton, the second, also went there following in his dad's footsteps there's a great uh, bleacher report like mini doc about gary payton second and it's and it's gary Payton's also in the video obviously because i mean there's father and son and there's a part where they're playing peg <laughs> and it's just it's an entertaining video i, I always love those old bleacher report mini docs uh stanford Name I recognize right off the bat, Josh Childress. He was, like, the man. Huge afro. 0-4, all-5, all-rookie, and then just didn't do... I mean, he did the averaging 10 points a game. Most he would average is 13 points a game. But he did it on 55 games with only 13 starts. Then he, then he scored 11.8 next year and then just played in Greece and then came back to the NBA and he just would not get into double digits again. His final year, he played four games, averaged 0.0 points per game, and then finished out his career in different leagues. Uh, Jason Collins and Jaron Collins. Landry Fields, he had his moment in New York there for a little bit. Josh Huestas had his moment in, I think, no, not Dallas. He was... I'm thinking of Dwight Powell, aren't I? I think I am. Uh, Brooke and Robin Lopez, Mark Madsen. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like a th- two-time champion. Yeah, two-time champ Mark Mad Dog Madsen uh, just happened to be on the team, the Lakers, when Kobe and Shaq were there. So, shout-out to him. <laughs> um, Lots of current players, actually. KZ Akpala... Dwight Powell, Chasson Randall, Tyrell Terry, Zaire Williams. Hall of Famers include Jim Pollard, who was started his career in 1947, four-time All-Star, five-time champion, and four-time All-BAA-NBA. And then the other Hall of Famer being George Yardley. Six-time All-Star, scoring champion, 57-58, and a two-time All-NBA player. His nickname was Bird, for some reason. George Harry Yardley III, also known as Bird. So your Washington. Marquise Chris, a current player. Markel Fultz was a number one pick. Um, but that kind of went downhill. Justin Holliday. Spencer Hawes was like a really weird one-and-done player. Hall of Famer Bob Hubraggs. That's his only thing on basketball reference, that he is a Hall of Famer. And the most he scored in a season for the Fort Wayne Pistons. 56-57 was 11.2 points. No idea. Um... I read Bobby Jones and I was like no Bobby Jones with the Carolina, but then he was drafted in two thousand six. Uh Jaden McDaniel's current player, DeJounte Murray, who is in perimeter is a like almost an all-star. One time all star. Um Quincy Pondexer I recognize. Nate Robinson, if you like if you like good dunkers. Terrence Ross, you like good dunkers. Brandon Roy like the most underrated player ever, and if he hadn't have gotten injured, would have been incredible. Played for the Blazers. It was like him and Greg Oden were always on the sideline. Just, if they would have stayed healthy, it would have been a duo for the agents. Detlef Schrempf went to Washington, an incredible scorer. Played for the Pacers for a little bit. Three-time All-Star. 94, 95, all NBA, two times six man of the year, so not bad at all. It's just that the Pacers traded him after only a few years, and then he went to go on and really blossom in Seattle. I mean, he would average his most points per game by point one, but you know, still hurts. Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Thomas, 60th pick. He hit that. Amazing shot against, I believe Arizona in the Pac-12 championship. Gus Johnson on that call, just uh, screaming his head off like a uh, Isaiah. Shot clock turned off, and then step back. Ow! Yeah, that's one of my favorite calls ever. I don't like. It's always stuck out to me. Matisse Steibel, incredible defensive player. C.J. Wilcox. Is a name I recognize. <laughs> Colorado is a little weird to look at because you got to look at recent ones like, well, Chauncey Bills went there, but he was drafted in ninety seven before they were even a part of it. Alec Burks, I don't, I think he was in the, I think he was in the Big Twelve. Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Jabari Walker's our current player. Derek White. McKinley Wright, and that seems to be Andre Robertson, but I think I'm not so sure if that's a Pac-12 year or not, but close enough. Utah, again, this is kind of weird. Aaron, Bo- Andrew Bogut went there, but uh, again, that was before. Tom Chambers, that was before. Kyle Kuzma, he was definitely Pac-12. Um, Andre Miller. That was before. Yaka Purtle was Pack twelve. Delon Wright was Pack twelve. Keith Van Horn was before. Number two pick. Crazy how he it was the debate was between Tim Duncan and Keith Van Horn. That's just insane. Um, Washington State. Aaron Baines. Um, Craig ELO. Went to. Uh, he was the guy that Jordan hit the shot over against the Cavs because he was like their best defensive player. Milaky fin- Flynn, current player. The the one everyone knows it was Clay Thompson. That's just it. Clay Thompson is like the guy you think of when you think Washington State. Why, I mean, no surprise, and he deserved it one hundred percent. Arizona State got a few good ones Jeff Ayers who at the time was known as Jeff Pendergraf he changed his name from Jeff Pendergraf in summer 2013 but uh he was supposed to be a decent rookie didn't really I don't know I don't think he was supposed to be that great Lou Dort so shout out to Lou Dort in a bubble when everyone thought he was like the next Dennis Rodman pretty much James Harden is like the guy you think of. Lionel Hollins. Fat Lever, Alton Lister, Byron Scott, that's a good one. Just pretty solid, just just solid players out of Arizona State. Oregon. Jordan Bell, Bulbo, Chris Boucher are all current players. Aaron Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a current player. Choi Brown. Howard Dorsey's current player, Duarte, Chris Duarte, is a current player. Fred Jones. I just bought a uh, magazine. It was a, I don't. There's a thing I've been seeing. I cannot find it anywhere online. Well, like anywhere for sale, at least or anything available. Hoop Magazine is an official NBA publication. I have quite a few copies. I've just been finding it like antique shops. That's one of my favorite things. Like I've talked about how much I love Sports Illustrated. Any bask, any magazine that has basketball on the cover. I, I if it's cheap enough, I will buy it, just because I love, I love making collages with my mom, and uh, we have quite a few already. Put up. I have a Dream Team one, Supersonics one, Steph Curry Warriors, uh, Pacers one with a signed David West jersey in it. Um. Sports Illustrated ones with Michael Jordan. Larry Bird one. I even have a Trine one where I have old uh Trine programs that I've that we made. And that one's I think that one the Dream Team one is my favorite. Uh but anyway, I found an NBA hoop program. And it is thick. I'm talking not like textbook thick, some textbooks. Um, there's some like really small textbooks out there. But, I mean, it's a decent size m- magazine and it's a whole program for the Pacers season and Fred Jones on the cover got it for $2 and inside it had a program and a, for some reason they left their parking, uh, pass in it. So good enough, I guess. And it was on sale. So I only had to pay like a buck 50 for some reason. If it's $2, I don't know why it's on sale. Anyway, Fred Jones. Went to Oregon. Lewis King, current player. I wish he would have went to Purdue. <laughs> he, I'm like, whenever Purdue is in someone's Final Four with other teams like Oregon, Kansas, Kentucky, I'm like, oh my god, Whoa. okay. If he's stringing Purdue along this long, if he's stringing them along to to the Final Four, I, I don't. I always think, and I guarantee it's like it's for every other school. But for some reason, Purdue, it's like a five star. You don't get that. Like, it's Glenn Robinson, Caleb Swannigan. That's it for five stars. So when this five star recruit it has Purdue in his final four with other, with like Blue Bloods and Oregon, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Let's bring it in. Bring in the championship. Oh, he's going to Oregon. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um,. But he's a current player. Eugene Amore, who I believe is brothers with Cliff Amore, who's at Rutgers right now. Peyton Pritchard. Went to Oregon. Luke Rednauer. Uh, Joe Young played for the Pacers there for a little bit. USC. So you see here. Dwayne Dedman, current player. DeMar DeRozan. One of the best players in the league right now. Taj Gibson, current player. Hall of Famer Alex Hannum. Okay. Uh, only thing that says in basketball reference is that he is a Hall of Famer. Uh, never averaged over 7.7 points per game. Also known as Sergeant York or Sarge. Started playing in 1949. Um, Bo Kimball. Yes, but he transferred to Loyola Marymount with Hank Gathers. We talked about Hank Gathers a couple weeks ago. O.J. Mayo was a top recruit, went to USC, did his one year, and then, eh, did all right. And then he got, like, indefinitely suspended, right? Somehow his nickname is Grocery List. Oventon J. J- Anthony. That's what the J stands for, J. Anthony Mayo. Oventon J. J- Anthony Mayo. Alright Uh yeah Played until 15-16 To where I'm pretty sure He's still indefinitely suspended Um uh, Lots of current players Coming in through here Jordan McLaughlin D'Anthony Mellon Chim me too Evan and Isaiah Mobley Onyeko Kongwu Kevin Porter Jr. Uh Harold Miner Um Oh, I think it was in a dunk contest. He only played four years in the league, and I know this guy. Went to USC. Robert Pack, an amazing dunker for his size. He was 6'2. But, I mean, it's great. And, I mean, it was a pretty good point guard for those Nuggets teams back in the day with Hakeem. Not Hakeem. <laughs> good lord. Dikembe. I got to stop recording at night. This is a problem. <laughs> um. Cliff Robinson, Brian Scalabrini, White Mamba. Is it White Mamba or Red Mamba? White Mamba, Veal Scalabrini, the Ginger Ninja, and Scal. Okay. Uh, Hall of Famer Bill Sharman, big part of those Celtics teams. Eight-time All-Star, four-time champion, of course. I mean, you play in the Celtics in the 50s and 60s. Or just the 50s, actually. 50, to 51, to 60, 61. Uh, you're going to win championships. Seven-time All-NBA, 54, 55 All-Star MVP, and NBA seventy-fifteen member. Led the league in free throw percentage in one, two, three, four, five straight seasons. And then did it two more times, including the last year's career at the age of 34. Shooting 92%. Um... Nikola Vucevic, Hall of Famer Paul Westfall, who, oh, he died in 2021. I was going to say he died recently. It was recent, kind of recent in the grand scheme of things. Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star, 1974 scoring, no, NBA champion, the four-time All-NBA. And then Nick Young, got to go with Swaggy P. Had to cap it off, obviously. Arizona, uh, current players, Raleigh Alkins, DeAndre Ayton, Chance Comanche, uh, Aaron Gordon, Josh Green, Andre Iguodala, Stanley Johnson, Christian Coloco, Nico Mannion, Laurie Markkanen, Benedict Matherin, who is awesome by the way, TJ McConnell, another pacer, Zach Naji, Kobe Simmons, Dalen Terry, Brandon Williams, and Gabe York. Now, other players that are recognizable enough. Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, Mike Bibby, we already mentioned. Chase Budinger, he was a pacer at one point. Will Bynum, another name I recognize. I think he was also a pacer. No, never? Just in Detroit for a long time, okay. Channing Fry, Jordan Hill, Solomon Hill, both pacers. Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, Richard Jefferson. Steve Kerr. Um, there's so many names I recognize, but I know no one else does. Damon Stodemeyer and Salem Stodemeyer. And are they related? Okay, they're cousins. They're also cousins with Terrence Jones out of Kentucky. Somehow. Okay. Um, Jason Terry already mentioned and Alonzo Trier. Luke Walton, Derek Williams, great dunk contest guy. And then the big hitter, UCLA. Now, of all the teams we mentioned so far, the most a team has had in terms of NBA players, I believe, is actually Arizona with 50, 66. The least we've seen is Washington State is only a 20. UCLA will blow this out of the water. They have 101 NBA players ever. And right at the top of the list, we start with a Hall of Famer. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um my in in my opinion, I think how do I say this? He's my favorite of the greatest players ever, I, because I think my favorite player ever is Dennis Rodman. Um, but Kareem, the longevity of his career is extremely important. Really, being like one of the main reasons, like one of two main reasons, and he's like one a on that, and then two is like way below. Um, that Milwaukee got their championship after he was drafted comes to the Lakers and just does his thing. Then Magic comes in and he still found a way to still be Kareem, you know. And obviously, I mean, he's like John Wooden's best player, and John Wooden's from Indiana. John Wooden went to Purdue, so uh, I'm am I a little biased? Yeah, Um, am I a little upset that he beat Purdue by like 20 in the NCAA championship? Yeah. Um, let me see here. Nope, college basketball reference. Uh, it's so hard to go around. So in '69 is when that happened. Beaten by twenty against Purdue. Um, yes, yeah, ninety-two to seventy-two. Not fun. Let's look at the box score. Kareem, oh, he had thirty-seven points. That's great. <laughs> Rick Mount tried his best, had twenty-eight. Herm Gilliam should have scored more. He's, he's one of those guys that I should have scored more. He only had seven in the game. Um, Rick Mount was just going to score. That's just how he was. Um, but, yeah, Kareem, my favorite of the greatest ever in my list of the greatest ever. Um, I have it around here somewhere. I should really like put this in a Google Doc or something. I just have them posted notes laying on my desk. Kareem's my second best player of all time. That was last year. He's still my second best player of this year. I did that in June. So, yeah, I just think Kareem is... If Jordan wasn't a thing, Kareem would be my GOAT. Because, I mean, it's you cannot argue against Jordan. Um, I don't know. man. You just can't. So... Yeah, Kareem, UCLA. Aaron sorry <laughs> That made Aaron Flo sound so bad in comparison. Um, Lucius Allen's like the second guy on Kareem's team uh, in the game against Purdue. He didn't play. Cool. Somehow, huh. Weird. Anyway, oh, not California. Going to UCLA. Uh, Kyle Anderson's a current player. Just you see that he's playing for China in FIBA in the FIBA World Cup? Like he got a citizenship. He's going to play for China. Uh, I'm just going to go through current players: Trevor Reza, Lonzo Ball. Hope, hopefully, he gets a speedy recovery. Moses Brown, Aaron Holiday, Drew Holiday. Johnny Juzang, Zach Levine, Kev Kevon Looney, Kevin Love, uh, Peyton Watson, Thomas Thomas Welsh, Russell Westbrook. Those are all the current ones. Um, let's see here. Hall of Famer Don Barksdale. One time All Star. What is up like they have they have such little accolades. He played four years. I mean he started at fifty one. Like our Hall of Famer out UCLA, Matt Barnes, UCLA Henry Bibby, who's Mike Bibby's dad, went to UCLA. He won a championship. Uh, Darren Collison, he was a Pacer at one point. Baron Davis, Mark Eaton, uh, Jordan Farmar's a name I recognize. Hall of Famer Gail Goodrich. Five-time All-Star, NBA champion, 1972, and a 73-74 All-NBA on top of that. I mean, a big part of the reason why Magic Johnson ended up going to the Lakers. So, he could probably get in the Hall of Fame just for that alone. And he was a really good player, whatever. Walt Hazard, him and Gail Goodrich were a a big backcourt duo back at... uh, UCLA when they played, I mean, there were big reason. You know, when Wooden comes in and has an impress, they were the guys. Um, let's see here, Brian Hollins, the name I recognize. Marcus Johnson, who I argued for him to be in the Hall of Fame a couple years ago, still hasn't happened yet, but I think he should. T.J. Leaf was a pacer at one point. <laughs> um, Luke Mbamute, or he also had Luke Rashard Um Huge on that team with Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook. That team was stacked. His last year at UCLA, what was that, 2008? Let's see here. Luke... By Luke Richard by Mute. his last year at UCLA, his junior year. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to look at UCLA. Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, Darren Collison, Luke Richard in by Mute were all on that team. Um, Collison was a freshman. No, Kevin Love was a freshman. Collison was a junior. Russell Westbrook was a sophomore, so the year before had Aaron Aflalo on that team along with Darren Collison, Mute. Russell Westbrook. It was a good year, and then they lost to Florida in, I think, the Final Four. Oh, the year before, even, his freshman year was even crazier. Aaron Aflalo, Jordan Farmar, uh, Luke Mbamute, Cedric Bozeman, Ryan Hollins, and Darren Collison even had Alfred Aboya, who was a big name. Josh Ship was a big name back then. Man, those that was a good stretch of UCLA basketball. Wish they would have won, though. Because that just would have added to... I mean, they're, they're secure to blue blood forever, but... That just would have added on even more. Uh, Reggie Miller. Like, the pa- Mr. Pacer, pretty much. UCLA. Spaz Muhammad was like the number one recruit and then did nothing. Swen Nader, heard of him before. Charles O'Bannon and Ed O'Bannon. Pooh Richardson. Bill Walton, another Hall of Famer. Kiki Vandeweghe, But Bill Walton, uh, again, one of those guys where if pay, not Pacers. Blazers centers have the worst luck ever. Bill Walton, Sam Bowie, Greg Oden I mean, it's just like it's, it's a continuous cycle. If you're like a great center drafted by the Blazers, you you're just doomed to be injured. It's just the way it was. Uh, David and Travis Ware, <laughs> they both transferred from NC State. Uh, this says UNC. Oh, was it UNC? I have swore it was NC State. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I guess it was UNC. Um, two blue blood teams like that, they I don't, they didn't do anything. Sidney Wicks, he was like the next guy after, he was a guy under Kareem. And I think he was like there for both Kareem and Bill Walton. So, I mean, he got the best of both worlds. Jamal Wilkes, Hall of Famer. Three-time All-Star, four-time champ. All rookie seventy four seventy-five and rookie of the year, two time all defensive. Huge in play for the Lakers in the beginning of showtime. And yeah, that's it pretty much for UCLA, but still a lot of really good players. Um so yeah, the Pac twelve has just been great. I'm sad to see it go. Because there's no way they're going to – for them to even try to stay around, they'd have to add teams like Pacific and Pepperdine and, you know, or maybe go with the WCC, but it just wouldn't be that fun. The WCC is not going to be that great anyway. I think they're losing both BYU and uh, Gonzaga. Actually, let's see here. BYU. yeah they're they're losing BYU to the big 12 as well. So uh, big 12 is gonna be huge. So uh, yeah, I'm sad to see the pac 12 go. Uh, intrigued to see the big 10 here in the next two years with all these teams to deal with. because um, again my thing is just like f- think about teams uh, think about sports other than basketball and football. Like, imagine playing a series where Ruck, where Washington is going to have to play Rutgers in baseball or softball. Imagine someone from, oh, let's see here. Imagine someone from Penn State having to travel to UCLA to play volleyball. Like, it's just, I don't, student athletes will always get it done just because student athletes are just, they're, That's what they are, student-athletes. They get their job done. But it's just like, that's going to be tough. It's tough enough already, but that's going to be even tougher. So, yeah. Uh, Intrigued to see where college sports will go after this. The thing that's been flying around for a couple years is that it's going to be like two super conferences. It'll most likely be the Big Ten and the SEC. Um, all I'm saying is that it better be the Big Ten. It's like the oldest of all the Division One conferences. So, um, yeah, I would just love to see the Big Ten stick around. And I, that's the reason why the Big Ten hasn't really changed. They haven't changed their name just because that's – the Big Ten is the Big Ten. It's been like that for it feels like a century. So, not going to happen anytime soon. But yeah, that will be it for this week. I may not record next week. It depends on, again, it depends on all the news. It just, it really does depend on that. So hopefully you'll hear from me next week. If not, definitely in the next two weeks. So with that being said, be sure to follow me on Twitter at TheEverHard00. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace.